0: Stormlight, from Flashbangs and Frag Grenades, by Calchexis. read by Sam Gabriel, based on League of Legends, by Riot Games. Chapter 4 Their target towered in front of them with a kind of grim, structural majesty that couldn't be assigned to any one aspect. Rather, it was the sheer scale of it. Dam 6 was over eight kilometers long and around 200 meters high, crafted from a dense, compressed stone conglomerate and reinforced with humming Hextech buttresses that produced a field of stabilizing energy that dispersed the load of the water being held back by the dam itself. It was a marvel of practical engineering and scientific theory. All of the dams were... They represented an enormous investiture of resources, and between the eight dams around Zaun, they served to provide almost eighty percent of Piltover's power needs. And Lux was going to help blow one up. As far as objectives went, this certainly wasn't going to be her first foray into some structural sabotage. It would, however, be the first time she was inflicting it on an allied nation, Then again, it was a moral quandary, because in not destroying the dam, she would effectively be sentencing thousands of underprivileged and impoverished people, innocent and otherwise, to a horrible death. Fortunately, neither morality nor national pride factored into this particular equation. Jinx wanted to destroy the dam, so Lux would destroy the dam. How many enforcers are up there, you think? Lux asked as they settled in at the base of the dam. She could see multiple entrances, but few weak points. Jinx shrugged. Probably like 30 or 40, maybe? She replied without looking up from the satchels as she sifted through the explosives Singed had provided. Why? I'm gonna kill them all anyway, like most of them. Kill the few to save the many? Lux asked with a faint smile that was hidden by her mask. That's very practical. Kill the what now? Jinx looked up with confusion. Lux raised an eyebrow. The few for the many. Oh, Jinx shrugged again before going back to the satchel. Wasn't really thinking about that, I just hate enforcers. I suppose that's fair, Lux said, more to herself than to Jinx. What about the workers? They run or drown, I guess. Jinx didn't seem overly concerned, but that too was probably fair. Their objective wasn't to save the dam workers or the enforcers. It was to blow the dam and stop the secondary and tertiary manifolds from sweeping away a town's worth of zonites in a flash flood of catastrophic proportion. "'So how are we getting in?' Lux asked. "'Service ducts, or we could scale up the wall.' She looked up the sheer stone and grimaced. "'It would be dicey, but doable with her magic.' "'Nah,' Jink stood up, laced her fingers over her head— and cracked her hips, neck and back, and knuckles in that order, before turning and pointing just past Lux's head. We're gonna go through that wall. Lux turned and eyed it carefully. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're not suggesting that that's some kind of secret door. Jinx strode past her with a custom-built shaped charge in her hand, slammed it into the pitted stone face of the wall, then turned to Lux and smiled wide. I mean. "'Kinda.' "'Without warning, Jinx pulled a detonator from her pocket made from a jury-rigged carbine trigger, "'and before Lux could scream for her to stop, she pulled it. "'It was less of a sound and more of a sensation. "'It was a tooth-rattling whine that made Lux's vision go white "'and her mouth filled with bile as she staggered back before falling to her knees. "'Jinx had her head thrown back, her arms out wide, and she was laughing.' At least, Lux thought she was laughing. She couldn't tell. She couldn't hear anything but that overwhelming whine of shattering stone as the wall began to vibrate, then crack, then disintegrate into chips of powder as the cobbled-together charge shook itself to pieces. An entire span of the wall was shaking itself apart. Meter by meter, dust and stone fragments fell around Jinx like a rain of chaos as she laughed silently into the deafening chorus of noise. She was glorious. Bit by bit, sound returned, and the vertigo that had been assaulting Lux began to recede. An arm was under hers and lifting her to her feet a moment later, and she shook her hand as she tried to clear the rigging tinnitus from her ears. You okay there, Blondie? Jinx's voice had an odd, warbling cadence to it. Tunnel crack is a hell of a thing. Fisherfolk used to rip open whole veins of metal with it. Now we mostly use it to blow stuff up. Now that her head didn't feel like it was about to split in half, she took a moment to appreciate the fact that Jinx had, in fact, managed to essentially drill a hole in the wall of the dam. Hextech machinery pumped and hissed away beyond the fissure. What was that? Lux gasped as soon as she could focus again. Told you it's tunnel crack, Jinx said. No, I mean, what is tunnel crack? It's gemstone dust, Jinx replied as she pulled Lux out of the rain and into the dam. Grind it up fine, catalyze it with the right chemicals, then crazy glue it to a tungsten plate, and bam! Jinx flashed her an even wider grin. Instant tunnel crack. What kind of gemstone dust does that? Lux asked as the tinnitus finally started to fade. That kind? Jinx pointed up, and Lux followed the line of her finger. She was pointing at a Hextech gemstone powering one of the dozens of pistons that were currently chugging away around them, Slavishly pumping thousands upon thousands of tons of water in the right direction every hour. Oh, Luck swallowed thickly. Of course, once the Pilties figured out what the gems actually do, they snapped up all the quality dust, Jinx said as she looked around the dam briefly, then nodded her head down one of the passages. The only stuff that makes it down to Zon anymore is the shitty gritty stuff that's too full of impurities for the topsiders to use. It makes tunnel Crack a lot less stable. Lux glanced back at the hole Jinx had made, then looked back at Jinx. Was that the more pure variant? Jinx shook her head. Nope. She turned and reached out to run her hand along the edges of the fissure. Look, see little cracks. Fissures in the fissure. They were there if Lux looked hard enough. Imperfections broken into the structure. Where Jinx touched, bits and pieces of stone fell away. She realized then that that was what Jinx was getting at. "'Good tunnel crack makes clean cracks,' she continued. "'Bad tunnel crack makes a lot more cracks than you meant to. "'And when you're in a mine?' Jinx looked back at Lux with a wide, brittle grin. "'Too many cracks means sometimes the tunnel cracks, too.' Just more selfishness from Piltover. Lux doubted any of the pencil-pushers who made the call to send the only low-grade gem dust to Zawn had any idea what they were doing. Scowling, Lux turned, suddenly feeling a lot better about knocking the dam over. How many miners had died because of low-quality explosives? How many mines had caved in because of Piltoven's robber baron's bottom line? Exactly how much Zonite blood was Piltover drowning in? Come on, Blondie, we got work to do. Jinx reached out and took Lux's hand, tugging her along. They made it all the way down the first lane of pistons and up to a heavy door that would, if Lux's mental map was agreeing with her, let them out into the base of the dam. From there, they could set tunnel-crack charges along the foundations. There was just one problem with that. Jinx, Lux started. They were being followed. Yep. She popped her lips. I know. Plan? This. Jinx whipped around shoving Lux behind her as she raised Pow Pow at a high, 45-degree angle. The rotator cannon's triple barrels were already spinning up when she moved and instantly began spitting death, lighting up the darkness with tracer fire. Instantly, three bright green lights flared into existence along with shouts and curses. Those green lights turned into streaks of green as they began to move, skip, and dive through the air. One of them went down almost instantly with sparks spitting from some kind of hoverboard. Their movements were fluid and practiced, though. As one fell, another swept gracefully down to catch them. It was a mid-air acrobatic routine executed to perfection as the rescuer heaved the falling figure up, throwing them high and clear of Jinx's arc of fire while simultaneously evading it themselves. Heaving her cannon around, Jinx cackled as she swapped targets to the third border even as the one she'd shot down was arcing through the air right towards her. Not that it mattered, because Jinx wasn't alone. Seventeen inches of good Demacian steel whispered free of an oiled sheath as Lux swept past Jinx and snapped out a hand, bending light around them an instant before the falling Zonite was upon them. Crack. Ow. Lux grinned beneath her mask as the man, who was wearing his own skull-faced rebreather, groaned and slid down the invisible barrier she'd projected around herself and Jinx. She let the barrier drop and the man dropped with it, hitting the concrete with a dull thud. Before he could rise, she raised her blade, and not that it mattered, because Jinx wasn't alone. Seventeen inches of good Damasian steel whispered free of an oiled sheath as Lux swept past Jinx and snapped out a hand, bending light around them an instant before the falling Zonite was upon them. Crack. Ow. Lux grinned beneath her mask as the man, who was wearing his own skull-faced rebreather, groaned and slid down the invisible barrier she'd projected around herself and Jinx. Just as she released the barrier, though, one of the boarders twisted midair, air leapt from his board, sacrificing it to Jinx's haphazard gunfire as he dropped straight down with a glowing bludgeon aimed for Lux's head. Cursing, Lux aborted her intended kill. Tucked rolled back and snapped out a smaller, more collapsible version of her light rod out just as he landed. Cracking the ground beneath with his missed blow, a bolt of light spat from the gem at the tip, and not that it mattered, because Jinx wasn't alone. Seventeen inches of good Demacian steel whispered free of an oiled sheath as Lux swept past Jinx and snapped out a hand, bending light around them an instant before the falling Zornite was upon them. Crack. Lux grinned beneath her mask as the man, who was wearing his own skull-faced rebreather, groaned and slid down the invisible barrier she'd projected around herself in Jinx. She let the barrier drop, and the man dropped with it, hitting the concrete with a dull thud. Before he could rise, she raised her blade, and not that it mattered, because Jinx wasn't alone. Seventeen inches of good Damasian steel whispered free of an oiled sheath as Lux swept past Jinx and snapped out a hand, bending light around them an instant before the falling Zonite was upon them. Crack. <coughs> Lux grinned beneath her mask as the man, who was wearing his own skull-faced rebreather, groaned and slid down the invisible barrier she'd projected around herself and Jinx. Just as she released the barrier, though, one of the boarders twisted mid-air, leapt from his board, sacrificing it to Jinx's haphazard gunfire as he dropped straight down with a glowing bludgeon aimed for Lux's head. Cursing, Lux aborted her intended kill. Tucked rolled back and snapped out a smaller, more collapsible version of her light rod out just as he landed, cracking the ground beneath with his missed blow. Before she could focus her magic enough to launch her spell, he was on her, not even bothering with his club. "'It's a mage!' This one had an owl-faced mask, and it muffled his shout of warning. Clearly, they hadn't been expecting magic. But how had he known she was about to cast? How had—' "'Of course. Of course they knew.' Lux finally managed to place why that weapon looked so familiar. Echo? Lux released a flare of power, blinding her attacker enough to get free. Skipping back, she left her rod in the hands of Owlmask. Jinx, stop firing! She kept her blade up as Jinx obeyed her order with a disciplined proficiency that would have made one of her brothers Dauntless proud. Pow Pow's triple barrels spun down with a heated whine as she stepped back, drawing Zapper and moving behind Jinx. You sure about this, Blondie? Jinx asked. Almask put a hand up, signaling his own last man to hold back. Then knelt and checked the one that had so neatly face-planted onto Lux's shield. "I'm sure," Lux whispered back, seemingly satisfied that his friend was still breathing. Almask stood, rolled his shoulders. "You know me," he asked. His voice a metal growl through the rebreather, as he flipped Lux's rod up and down like a parade baton. "We've crossed paths," Lux replied. Grateful for the vocal distortion of her mask. I should have known it was you. I was starting to get deja vu. Okay, then. You drop your mask, I'll drop mine, and we can talk. Not a very good deal for me. I already know who you are. This ain't about deals, topsider. Echo pointed the stolen rod at Lux. It's about keeping this civil. Because if you think all I brought was three guys, then you're about to learn different. "'I don't mind learning different,' Jinx raised pow-pow and cycled the barrels up. Echo moved the rod to point at Jinx. "'Keep crazy braids over there and unleash your civil—' Luck snapped her finger and the crystal in the rod detonated with a blinding flash. Echo let out a bark of pain as he staggered. She didn't give him a moment to breathe. She was inside his reach in an instant, kicking his feet out from under him, breaking his roots and throwing him to the ground as she cracked the pommel of her blade hard on the crown of his head— even through her barrage, he managed to snake a hand behind himself to grab the handle to his Z-Drive's ripcord. Too slow, Lux snapped. Before he could pull it, Lux swept her blade in a wickering arc around him and slashed the cord. An instant later, her blade was at his throat. Say that again, Lux snarled as she pressed the tip in the soft mesh of his mask that covered his neck. Boss! One of the boarders dropped nearby but showed enough awareness not to approach. What are you talking about? Echo coughed. Say what again? Insult her again. Lux pushed the blade in, juts enough to pierce the mesh and brush his skin. And it'll be the last thing you ever say. Echo swallowed audibly as Jinx's shadow fell over them both. Pow-Pow's rotor whined as she idly spun it up. I'm listening to her, little man, she said casually. Lux pushed a little harder, enough to break skin. Echo nodded putting his hands up and out, and gesturing for his last man to fall back. So what was that about being civil? Lux hissed. Uh, yeah, I can be civil, Echo offered sheepishly. She had no desire to kill him. Echo was one of the only other Zonite champions she actually liked. He was a good guy, smart, decent, and he dreamed of a better world for the Undercity. There was no reason to cut that dream short if he was willing to work with them. Fine. Lux drew her blade back and stood. Echo got shakily to his feet while pulling his mask off and throwing his cowl back. Blood leaked down his face, painting a smear across the hourglass tattooed over his brow and the bridge of his nose. Before he could say another word, though, Lux's blade was back up and at his throat. Remember. Insult her and you die, little man. And there's no rift to save you down here. Loud and clear. Echo said, taking a step back as he wiped the blood from his face. And since we're being civil, uh He looked over at Jinx and nodded down to her still idling rotator cannon. Lux put a hand on Jinx's shoulder, but Jinx shook her head. I don't know, Blondie. It'd be easier just to shoot. Sighing, Lux turns to look Jinx in the eye. Please, she asked softly. For me. Jinx met her gaze for a moment, then, like the sun coming out from behind a wall of clouds, her face softened and her grin widened as she let go of the trigger and lowered Pow Pow. Fine, Jinx groaned, but only because you asked me nicely. Thank you, Buck said, and she turned enough that her cowl hid her face as she lifted her mask just over her lips so she could lean in and peck a kiss on Jinx's cheek. I love you. Love you too, Jinx muttered back. Okay, that was really fucking weird. Nacko sat as he looked between the two of them. Wait, that's... He pointed to Lux while staring at Jinx. Who you were talking about back on the rift? You're actually, like, dating someone? Someone real? Hey, I can date, Jinx said indignantly. I'll have you know. She shoved her finger under his nose. That i take her on fantastic dates. We have the best date nights ever. Nacko stepped back and crossed his arms. Oh yeah, name one. A dur what do you think we're doing? Jinx gestured around them. Confusion colored his features as Echo looked around them, only for the implications to dawn on him a moment later as he whipped his head back around to stare at Jinx. You know, Echo started with a dry laugh, I shouldn't be surprised, but I kind of am. He shook his head and ran a hand over his pale dreadlocks. So that's why you're knocking over a fucking dam in the middle of a storm? To get laid? "'No, she's doing it to save thousands of Zonite lives,' Lux said, stepping between them. Whatever Echo had been expecting her to say, it wasn't that. His reply died stillborn on his lips as he opened his mouth to reply, only to choke as he tried to visibly wrap his mind around what Lux had just said. In his defense, that was fair. Jinx and saving lives didn't tend to go hand-in-hand on good days, bad days, or anything in between. "'The manifolds are going to open tomorrow, little man.' "'Jinx said, her voice unusually subdued, even if her expression hadn't visibly changed. "'There's going to be a sumpfall.' "'Even under his dark complexion Echo paled. "'His eyes widened as he looked back over his shoulder and out towards the fissure that "'Jinx had cracked into the damn wall. "'He was looking at the rain, really seeing it for the first time and realizing what the "'constant rainfall meant. "'She didn't blame him. According to Jinx, the last Sumpfall had been before the two of them were even born. He had no reason to remember it. Zonites didn't tend to live long lives, and those that did were usually half-crazy halfway through, but he certainly knew the stories. As near as Lux could tell, Zonites talked about Sumpfall the way Demacians might talk about a dragon attack on a border town. "'Shit,' Echo muttered as he turned back to Jinx. "'Fine, okay.' Let's say I buy it, but I got another question. Why the fuck? He raised a finger to point at Jinx. Are you wearing that murderous coat? Lux frowned. Her fingers tightened around the grip of her blade as she braced herself. Echo knew? He knew? Was Jinx the only person in Zaun who didn't? She turned slowly to look back at Jinx, half expecting her to be on the verge of either another breakdown or to snap entirely and just start shooting. Surprisingly, neither was the case. Her expression was deep and shadowed. She was still smiling, but it was a dark and ominous thing that stretched across her face and seemed to highlight the color of her springberry eyes. "'Why not?' Jinx asked. "'I'm a murderer, too.' Echo grimaced, then spat on the ground and shook his head. "'Yeah,' he said quietly. "'I guess you are, huh? Like father, like daughter,' Jinx quipped before turning around and scooping up the satchels she'd dropped. Echo stared at the back of her head in shock, but before he could get a word out, she talked over him. Hey, little man, wanna blow up the dam with me? Jinx asked, shooting a glance over her shoulder. Whatever he was planning to say, he swallowed. They didn't have time. He knew it, Lux knew it, and even Jinx knew it after a fashion. It was a small miracle they hadn't been discovered, probably only due to the deafening rain. What about the workers? Echo asked. There's hundreds of them in there. They're not Pilties, they're Bounders and Zonites. Bounders? Lux asked. Folks who live on the border between Piltover and Zon, Echo explained, looking back at her. Some of the are trying to make better lives. Others are just poor folk with nowhere else to go. He turned back to Jinx. And they don't deserve to die either. So be a hero and save them, Jinx said as she put a hand on the handle of the door. I'm gonna blow up the dam either way. Echo eyed her carefully, probably trying to decide if she was mocking him. She wasn't. Lux knew what that tone of voice meant. Jinx was being honest. She didn't care one way or the other, and frankly, the math supported it. A few hundred workers, or several thousand Zonites. If I warn him, Echo began quietly. The enforcers are going to come down on us like a hammer. Impossibly, Jinx's grin actually grew wider. Promise? Echo scoffed and shook his head. Damn it, Jinx. You're never going to change, huh? I wouldn't want it to, Lux answered as she moved up to Jinx's side and shook her head. So, what's it gonna be? I'll evac the dam, you two knock it over, but, uh... Echo chuckled softly. Maybe give me a heads up before you do." He patted the broken Z-Drive hanging from his hip. I can't go back if I cock it on this one. Shouldn't have insulted Jinx, then, Lux replied coolly. And yeah, we'll give you a warning. Okay. Echo turned and gestured for his men to follow him before looking back over his shoulder. And Jinx? She looked back at him as she opened the door, and Echo hesitated for a moment. In that moment, Lux felt a weight settle over her heart. They were young, they were all young, too young to look so burdened. And there was a terrible past between the two of them, one that was so palpable that Lux could almost touch it. You're not the only killer here. We both hip-deep in it. Echo said, "It's been a long time, but if you remember, hit me up." Then he was gone, out through the fissure and into the rain to hint to the upper levels of the dam. He'd have to beat his way through plenty of enforcers just to warn the foreman of the dam. It would give the whole operation away. Jinx, are you okay? Lux asked. She shrugged. "Gotta be," she said quietly. Here, take this. She held out a duplicate of the trigger she'd used to activate the tunnel crack. backup trigger. Always make two, in case the first one falls apart. Lux took it and stowed it in the pocket of her coat, then stepped in and pulled Jinx into a hug. I love you, Jinx. The mad young Zonite nodded and hugged her back. Love you, too, she replied in soft gut loud before stepping back. Now come on, Blondie. We got a damn to knock over. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voiceover, a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.